Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Sam from the Justice League Universe podcast. You can find us at JLU Podcast on Twitter or at Patreon. All righty. And today we're talking about minute number 13 of Suicide Squad. Lucky number 13, if you will. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, in today's minute, it's going to start with Monster T uh, praising Joker about Harley Quinn. Um, and then the minute's going to end with Joker mocking Monster T, uh, saying, or uh, questioning whether he wants beef or not. And so I don't know how else to start this one off. Because my question to you guys is, who is who? What is the plan here? Is there a plan between a Harley, Harley, and Joker in this situation? Because I can't tell, I can't tell who, who's in on the situation. I can't like. For me, the way I see this is, Joker is like sarcastic about oh, you think I'm in love with this person. And, like, let me show you that I don't care about who this person is. But then it seems like he does. And so I'm, always, I'm like, confused. I'm, like, does, is this, is he mocking himself at first? It's like, she's, like, the itch, the, the fire in my loins, the itch in my crotch. Like, is he, is, is that his real feelings? Or is he, like, see, I'm so confused I by this character. I get it. So... I, maybe we're supposed to be questioning this, but also I can picture that same delivery, that same whatever you call it, with Mark Hamill doing it. I can imagine that same exact thing. That's just the theatricality of the Joker. That's his flamboyantness, his, you know, uh, on some level we know that he likes Harley Quinn mm-hmm. because we just we just know that Joker's girlfriend, yada, yada. But on another level, yes, he is doing that showman, car salesman, look at this, this is great, isn't she wonderful, make you all jealous, wouldn't you like her for a day, that kind of thing. It's like that, oh, I get car salesman, you can, you know how many Harley yeah, Quinns you can fit really, in this bad boy? Really off-putting. It's I think maybe that's the point of it. Yeah, and so like I am it is the Joker. Monster T, right? I'm common, and I'm trying to figure out. What okay, you like? If this was a poker game, you can't tell what this guy's gonna do. Like, I can't tell if this is a trap. I thought it. I think it's. I think it was already a trap. I feel like that Monster T being there was our Joker already. You know, cutting down the competition. I think Monster T just showing up was he was already gonna die. I don't think him eyeballing Harley Quinn had anything to do with it. Maybe a little. Maybe that's the question. I can't tell if Common in the moment said some said the wrong thing or denied the beauty of Harley Quinn and that's what made him snap. Like or be. if he was already dead. Like what you're saying and what Sam said yesterday about like that was the black spot was mm-hmm. the if if Joker puts up the Joker smile, mm-hmm. the the hand tattoo you're dead. is that the black spot of death. And maybe you guys are right cuz it makes it it boggles my mind when it's like, did he maybe because he didn't accept Harley as like a as like a gift? Maybe that's what made him snap. 
Like, I, maybe he just was already dead, right? What do you think, Sam? So, I don't know for sure either way, but I do know, like, to clarify from yesterday, I asked it as a question. Like, I said to Nate, do you think that Monster T was actually, Joker already knew he was going to kill him? So I didn't necessarily agree, because I don't know for sure. If I had to stake a position, I think maybe Joker decided to kill him in this minute, right at the beginning when the color flashes, like it flashes like to high contrast or something for a second, mm-hmm. and then back. Uh, and that was right after, I think, Monster T said, like, bad B about Harley. So to me, that could have been the filmmaker saying, oh, it only takes one random little thing, and if the Joker decides he didn't like it, then you're dead, yeah. and it could be that moment. But I don't know for sure, because I don't know the business dealings between these two, so it could also be some gangster turf kind of thing where actually they were bringing him in and it was a setup from the very beginning. Uh, I wouldn't put that past the Joker either way. But I do think uh, if you put yourself in the position of Monster T, it's it could drive you crazy because you would be thinking, like, what could I say to get out of this? What could I say to make sure it's okay or whatever? There's actually nothing he could say or do to save his life. Once the Joker has decided he's going to kill you, like, it's over. It does. You can try to apologize. You could try to, you know, stand up and be tough, or you could try to leave. It doesn't matter. You're dead. I think so. I think it was just already set in stone. Yeah. I think uh, this one, it doesn't... We'll see the conclusion of this in tomorrow's minute. But for this one, this there is there is somewhat of a turning point in here, and I and I guess that's the question is like I don't know if it's if the if the turning point in this minute is showing that he himself has turned or is it just a realization that oh common is a dead man now like right so that could be that's what we're trying to figure out. Um, trying to think here and i guess my other question was is harley in on the situation or is she fully transformed into like pretty much a a mind slave i don't think she's brainwashed i think she's just she's just doing harley quinn stuff she's just going with the flow she's like the uh what are you talking like uh what is it in james bond he has like the he has vesper be like the, the the distraction like or like the 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 game piece that like trumps people Oh well, yeah. That's I mean, that was I think that was strictly for poker, to be honest with you. <laughs> but that's the point. I mean, isn't that all just kind of carnival? Related? Yeah. Like, isn't that going yeah. in with all the, right. the okay. Joker? Okay, I see where you're getting. She's got diamonds on her. The mm-hmm. diamonds cards, Joker card. We're on to something, Nate. I right. know we're on this wavelength, right? Um, but yeah, like <laughs> that. Uh, she's just she seems to be kind of like this this trump card that that comes in and and like. Um. You know, at first, in the comments, like, "Oh, like you got a you got a pretty girl over there," and he's like, "You know what? Sorry, boy, but you didn't pass the test." <laughs> and so, like, that is like what gets him killed, maybe. Like, and I don't know if she knows that, and or and she's like playing the role because she knows like that's determines whether you die or not. Or maybe she's just you know maybe she's brainwashed and she, you know, she's just a really nice, friendly person. <laughs> that is the question, and and, and so it there's. I took I I took it as they're both playing. Yeah. Like like when the Joker stands up and he's like, oh, the fire in my loins or whatever. He's performing. Yeah. You know this Joker kind of thing. He's overdoing it. Um, but it's not Jared Leto overdoing it. 
it's the Joker overdoing it because this is his like playtime. Exactly. And he's yeah, do it. I agree. And then when Harley comes in, I took Harley as she's playing. Also, she's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, this is the game we're playing. I'm gonna go flirt with him, and you know, blah blah blah." So that's how I took it. I, yeah, I think I think it's the same because um, it's it, all of it is really theatrical. Even Joker's performance, acting, Harley's little intro with the bam, bam, bam. It's definitely 1920s big band like. That is an introduction. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Flapper Girl introduction has those horn hits where it's just bop, bop, bop. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you pay attention. So it's there is a real strong theatrical presence here that's going on. Yeah, I think real I, heavy. I, th- I think I think we got it figured out because I've always thought that, but I I didn't want to be wrong because I always felt like they're in on it and it is the characters overreacting in this moment which is why i love it so much maybe that's why i like it so much because i because the characters are being theatrical themselves and i guess that's kind of been my issue with like admitting that i like this scene or like some parts of these movies like i I, like i don't want to get bashed for admitting that i like the theatrical theatric the theatricality of these characters because i feel like most of the time people are like oh it's jared leto overdoing the performance i think that was maybe my question on monday oh like two days ago yeah was is that overacting on joker's part no it's not yeah it's not overacting on leto's part it's just joker being theatrical john lovett's acting i think it is this character overreacting and that is kind of the complete opposite of I don't want to compare characters, but people do it anyways. Heath Ledger's character, oh. his Joker, is the opposite of overreacting. I mean, his tagline he's was, like, why under- so serious? He's, like, underreacting. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I'm just going to blow up this hospital, right? And so that is why people are like, oh, it's not as great as that character. It's like, this is a completely different character. It's like completely different approach. They're not treated the same way at all. They just share the same name, same universe, the same character, but different approaches. And I, and I think that's why I like this character so much is because I. this is kind of like the Dark Knight Returns Joker, given like the the flamboyancy, right? No. No? No. The Dark Knight Returns no. Joker. No. Not this one? Uh-uh. Really? I think this is a completely new... I don't think this Joker has ever been touched on. This is like... It's not gangster Joker, because that was Nicholson. This is like mob boss Joker. And there's a difference between gangster and mob boss, obviously. Um, You know, with the times, because they're changing. I think Bob Dylan said something about that. Go on, Sam. (laughs) Uh, I, I agree that this is a new version of the Joker. I see some hints of... I think it was Brian Azzarello who wrote just a, a book that was called Joker. Yep. Um, and that one has Johnny Frost in it. But that one also has some connections to this one because that one also has this feeling of like he's a he's a gangster who's kind of running, mm-hmm. running you know, clubs and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think this is an original yeah. creation. I think if you really take it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I mean, I like to see underground Gotham life. Like I said... You know, I'm I'm begging and I'm looking for Black Mask to show up as a big main villain in the next Batman something. But um, that's yeah. like, yeah. I think he's he is coming and with uh, Birds of Prey maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think that was something that's great, yeah. awesome. He's Wall Street 
Gotham. That's cool. That's money Gotham. This is lower level. The guys with tattoos all over their faces fit in with this crowd, and that's where Joker's making his money. The street level. Yeah. I I do think that's a part of just real life CD underworld type manipulation at work is kind of like the black mask character. Um, and I think seeing this type of scene makes me want to see more of that. It makes me want to see black mask. Like I think that's an area we, that's ripe for, for storytelling as far as superheroes. We don't do it that often. Um, and, um, we started to see it with like winter soldier and we started to kind of see it with Dawn of justice and suicide squad where it's like fundamentally the, the foundation of society is, is what's kind of rotting away Mm -hmm. and black mask and Joker, like these characters that, that rule society. It's like they're influencing it and, and the superheroes need to like kind of, fix the foundation mm-hmm. and then you start in places like this. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's an area that we're not telling enough stories in. Um, and I think it works great here. Um, that's pretty much it, uh, for my notes for this one. It was a real short one. It's like, um, what, you want me to skip somewhere? No, no, no. I was just, I was hand gesturing. I was trying to do, teach you the hand jive because I've been barking up that tree for years <laughs> and you just won't give I, in. I man. never learn it. But no, um, yeah, it's all, I mean, yeah, it's all I have for this one because my biggest question was trying to figure out the strategy that if there is one between these two characters and I, I don't think there is. Um, mm. But at the same time, I, I think they're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they're on the same page, but we still do see that Joker has the upper hand in terms of the power dynamics. Um, continuing from like what we were talking about yesterday, here Joker whistles to Harley to come over like you would call a dog. Um, and then she comes over, and to me what really like sells it is that after she comes over and she goes to Monster T, she barks at Monster T like a dog. So it's like she is Joker's lap puppy or something like yeah. that. Yeah, doesn't she, does she have the collar in this in this or no no she got that shopping hold on she has like a necklace it she says joker does it is a property she's let me i'm gonna tell you something the the costuming it's uh she's a very attractive character <laughs> i just have to say it um they they're hitting all the marks and i'm pretty sure that's what they're going for so you know it did the job they i mean joker himself too is just oh he's handsome as all oh, like like ha- a devil and that's why that's why I'm surprised you guys denied the whole Dark Knight Returns Joker vibe because he was he was clean cut and flamboyant and I was like about that. But he was more flamboyant in the sense of like like it, it wasn't theatrical. Do you know what I mean? I found it pretty theatrical. Really? Yeah, you didn't find it. Like, no, like I, in my opinion, theatrical, like Shakespeare, like oh. oh, oh acting that <laughs> that is like in the beginning of this minute like that is in my that's theatrical a man dressing up like a bat and jumping off rooftops that's theatrical a guy running around gotham city in a bright purple lamborghini that's theatrical i am about it though i, I want to see more of and i hate to say because then we're talking about like oh you're romanticizing the relationship that's like i want to see more of this uh scenario i don't know i just i like it i I don't know if there's more to it. I don't have the novelization. Some people say some parts are expanded. I think 
Friday's Minute, we're going to talk about some novelization stuff. But for the most part, I like this scene a lot as far as Joker moments go in this film. And, and this is one of those golden moments for me. It's golden color. Yeah, and I like the shot I like the shot where the Joker is just breathing heavily as he's like watching Harley yeah. and Monster T. Like, like he doesn't say anything or do anything, but it heightens the tension of the scene because like you're like, oh man, Joker's like heart rate is going up and he's breathing like that and you know something's about to happen. Yeah. It's it's like so like like uh I don't know. I'm just like I'm watching it right now and I'm just it's like it's such a high blood pressure type moment, you know. Um, it's great. I, it's uh, every time I watch this scene, uh, this like movie, like this is Joker in flashbacks on point. Print, sell it, done. That's lunch. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, do you guys have any closing notes for this one? For uh, no, I don't think so. Good. Awesome. Good We're gonna wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, please let us know what you thought. Uh, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Tell us what you thought about this minute or any other minutes you're catching up on, whether it be Man of Steel or Dawn of Justice. Uh, we also have some bonus episodes out there, so definitely check those out. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 14 of Suicide Squad Minute.